Welcome to Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell, bringing you the latest information for families seeking to adopt, adoptees, and women considering placing a child for adoption. Now, with today's program, here is Marty Caldwell. Welcome to Let's Talk Adoption. I'm Marty Caldwell. Thank you for joining us today, and welcome. We have got a great show today. Today we're speaking with a very young woman, um, really close to adoption. Um, She chose to... um, Place her child for adoption, her daughter for adoption, her newborn daughter for adoption uh, quite a few years ago, and she's chosen to share this very personal story with us. She'll be speaking with us today about uh, this personal story with her um, adoptive mother that she chose to parent this daughter. Um, Her daughter is uh, now 10 years old, and the adoptive mom that she has chosen to parent this daughter and her family are from Southern California. And Shauna, you're here with us today. Thank you so very much for joining us in the studio and um, welcome. Thank you so much for having us. And Elaine, you're on the phone with us from Southern California. Thank you so much for also being with us. You're welcome. Very nice. um, I, we have so many questions for you. We're going to do this actually in a two-part show um, because we have so much to cover after hearing your story, uh, the interesting part about your, your adoption. So I want to make sure that we have people tune in for these two weeks, and we'll have this also available on CD after the program if anybody does miss uh, either part of the um, interview. Um, this will be available at our website um, after the show at letstalkadoption.com where you can learn more about um, different programs, different topics. Uh, do visit our site at letstalkadoption.com. You can listen to other programs, order CDs uh, about adoption on different topics. If you have questions regarding adoption, you can email them to us at info at letstalkadoption.com and I'll answer these questions um, from our listeners on the air and upcoming shows uh, in the studio today. So, Shauna, we're going to answer some questions we have here from you. We have so many. Let's go ahead uh, and find out first a little bit about your life prior um, to giving birth to your daughter, um, Alicia. Tell us a little bit about your life. What was life like before you got pregnant? Well, I went to a private Christian boarding school. Mm -hmm. How old uh, were you? Here in California. I was... um, I was 17 when I got pregnant. Mm-hmm. So just, just before that, 16, 17, I was, had a pretty rebellious teenage lifestyle. Um, not a very good relationship with my mother at the time. It's great now. but mm-hmm. um, And I, I just was kind of, like I said, rebellious and running, found myself a... Um, a boyfriend mm-hmm. that was everything my mother hated <laughs> and um, found out that I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, that's pretty much in general what I feel like. I lived in Twin Falls, Idaho at the mm-hmm. time. Um, after boarding school, my mom had moved to Twin Falls. So I was there for about a year. I see. And in that year is when I got pregnant. And then we moved back to California. And so at that time... Um, you know, you found out you're pregnant. What did you do? What did you, what were your, what were your thoughts at that point? I was really, really scared. And I was just like down on my knees praying that I wasn't pregnant, but I was. Mm -hmm. And, um, I had just broken up with my boyfriend and was trying to figure out whether or not I should tell him, Mm -hmm. um, trying to figure out how I was going to tell my mom. And I didn't tell her till I was about four months pregnant. Wow. And I lived at home. Mm-hmm. So I was terrified of what right. she would say. Mm-hmm. And she ended up being my biggest supporter. But. So you did tell her, and, and, and why did you decide to tell her? I mean, what, 
brought you to that? Because that's always a big thing with birth moms. Do I tell my mom? Did you have friends that you told first, or why did yeah. you? Yeah, I had friends I had I told first, but I was showing, and we lived mm-hmm. together, and um, it was really difficult not to tell her, mm-hmm. like to keep it from her. Right. So I had all of those things running through my mind every second of the day, and I was going to the doctor and and trying to hide from her why I was going or where mm-hmm. I was going, and and mm, that's so I hard. really wanted to share with her, but I was really scared of yeah. what she would say. And that's always the biggest fear because it is running through your mind all right. the time. And that's what I hear all the time is from girls um, of, of all ages that just keep that, you know, the first thing you think of in the morning and the, and the last thing you think of at night is that, you know, I'm pregnant and what do I do? Mm-hmm. And it's, it really clouds every thought of your day. Mm-hmm. And so it's got to be really scary. So once you did tell your mom, she was supportive in your case. Yes. Yeah. And what, what did you decide? Was it your choice or was it something she brought up about adoption? Well, it several people brought it up to me. Um, while I was back in California, I started going to my home church in Sebastopol. Mm-hmm. And um, several people at the church had suggested it to me. And at the time, I was really resistant to the idea. Mm-hmm. I was planning on keeping Alicia Mm-hmm. And um, and was still in contact with my my ex boyfriend, and he he wanted me to keep her as well. But our relationship got weirder and weirder, mm-hmm. and um, somebody finally had suggested adoption to me, and I finally talked to him about it, and he w- got so angry mm-hmm. and said, with his money and his family and that no they wouldn't let it happen mm-hmm. so i immediately called a lawyer mm-hmm. to find out what my what rights, rights were, were. Mm-hmm. and what i what i could be capable of with or without his mm-hmm. consent or what i could do to be to be better to to better talk to him mm-hmm. to prepare yourself get some tools how old right. was he too i Elaine, do you remember how old he was? I think he's about four years older than you. Yeah. Maybe five. Yeah. So that was really good. Instead of just getting fearful that he was, you know, bullying you, that you actually looked into that to find out, you know, what you could and could not do, too. You know, many women just don't have the support when facing unplanned pregnancy. And, you know, did you find that your friends were supportive? Like you mentioned, they had suggested that. Did you have support around um, that for your friends? They brought it up, and they, when it really came down to it, they really not just suggested it, they were supporting you also then? They were extremely supportive and had a lot of connections mm-hmm. for me to find the help I needed, in, mm-hmm. specifically from my home church and in Sebastopol. Exactly. Right. Let's switch gears here. Lane, let's go over to you. So during this period of time, where are you at? You have you have now gone through some infertility, Lane. Let's talk right. about where you are in your life because you have not met now. Right. Share with us where you are at this point in your life. Well, at this point... We have um, identical twin boys that are our biological children, and at this time they were seven years old, and I had had two miscarriages before the boys, and then with my pregnancy with the boys, I was in bed for six solid months Mm. um, to have them, and the doctor had said, if you want to have another baby, you should do it right away. We felt like we had another baby. There's two of them. We were (laughs) too overwhelmed, and so about when they were three or four, we prayed that if God wanted us to have another child, that he would give us that same burning desire because we knew it would be difficult um, for me to have another baby. And so we did infertility again, and about a year into that, um, I was feeling really horrible. 
couldn't figure out what was wrong with me for about six months and finally found out that at about age 38, I was in full-blown menopause, oh. and that was why I couldn't get pregnant, and that mm-hmm. was also what had contributed to my infertility with the boys. Mm-hmm. So we thought about adoption. I sort of never felt like I would get pregnant again. I felt like we were supposed to adopt a baby, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to you know, put that on my husband and make it all about me and my idea. So I prayed about it, and he actually came to me with the idea. And then we struggled because we were leading an infertility support group, and we felt like if we adopted a baby, here's these couples who don't have any kids and we're so Mm -hmm. blessed with Scott and Sean, would that be okay? And God brought people into our lives to straighten us out where that was concerned. Um, A doctor of ours actually said, you know, don't you feel you'd be limiting God? Who is to say that he doesn't have a plan for um, a little child to have two awesome brothers mm-hmm. like this. And so what we did was we went to um, an adoption seminar. We signed up with the agency. We really didn't tell hardly anyone, maybe just our parents, that we wanted to adopt. And we felt like we're making ourselves available. If this is what God wants for us, he will bring it about. Mm-hmm. And we made our photo album and put it at the agency and prayed about it all the time. And five months later, we got a call that um, Shauna wanted to meet us on the phone because she was up north, and that was it. All happened after that. Wow! So you were really trusting the Lord to really find the right situation for you and get past that point of you know right. being selfish, which many adoptive parents feel often that you know how can I take a child when there's so many childless couples right. out there and feel like they can't? Um, you know when right. they're really that's a fallacy often that you know, uh, there aren't enough children to adopt. And there's so many women looking for families just like your family right. um, that really want a child um, and that, that have children already, too. So I think that happens quite often, too. So, right. Shauna, let's go back to you. So you were looking through these profiles. Did you find that there were a lot of families to select from? Well, and my lawyer, I chose independent adoption, and mm-hmm. my lawyer sent me originally uh, 400 letters. Oh, my word. You had 400 families to select from. And I had to ask <laughs> her to stop because they were still coming. Oh, like, my word. And so um, I just, I had I had stacks and stacks on my living room floor and, and you know, obviously, yes, piles and no piles. And it was just breaking my heart that there were so many families that wanted children. Mm-hmm. And um, and I actually had a pile of fam- of parents who mm-hmm. had no kids, mm-hmm. and a pile of parents who had kids. So you d- divided them up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and the parents that had kids, some of the letters included letters from these kids that mm-hmm. said, "Please, we want to have a little <laughs> brother or little sister." Mm-hmm. And I thought about my child and mm-hmm. the, and whether or not she would be writing a letter like this someday. Mm-hmm. And so I chose a family that had kids Mm -hmm. so that I wouldn't predestine her to be an only child. I see. That's really great. That's nice to hear. And later on, years later, I realized, wow, I had a gift of being able to see what kind of parents they Mm -hmm. were when I met them. Mm -hmm. And um, I might not have had known that if I had chose a family that didn't have kids. Not Mm -hmm. that I... Not that I disagree with choosing families that don't have kids. You might be led to do that. But Mm -hmm. I just feel... In my decision, I was really blessed in that way. Mm-hmm. That you you wanted that. That's great too. Mm-hmm. Did you have your family help you look at profiles too, or did you really take that time for yourself? I took that time for myself, and then I shared the ones that I 
was I was thinking about that I cho- that I had chosen. One of my best friends growing up from church came over and he was looking through the ones that I had chosen and he picked up the Markleys and mm-hmm. he saw that Phil was a soccer coach mm. and um, and he's like, well, it doesn't matter. You have to pick these. And he <laughs> ended up um, going to a Christian college and getting um, you know honors in soccer and Phil himself was also honored in in college for soccer and it was just like a really great connection yeah so it just it really it doesn't it really depends on the birth mom what they're looking for and I think a lot of times it depends on the interest the birth mom has or her family I really wanted to have a Christian Christian family for Mm -hmm. my daughter and um, you know for me, I mean, there's just an infinite number of reasons I could talk about mm-hmm. it for hours about mm-hmm. about why I chose adoption itself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's great. Well, when we come back, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break here. When we come back. We have Elaine and Shauna sharing their very intimate story about their personal adoption, um, and we're going to share more about how that took place, what they were looking for, and uh, we'll be back right after this quick break. Don't touch that dial. We'll be back. All children deserve a home, and Lifetime Adoption wants to help those children find a home. If you're starting to explore adoption, Lifetime can help you learn more and find the resources you need. Lifetime has been committed to supporting birth families and helping children for nearly 20 years. They offer guidance and encouragement during and after your pregnancy. At Lifetime, open adoption means you make the choices. Choose the adoptive family. Choose how much contact you want and choose how you want the adoption to happen. The choice is up to you. Lifetime is known for their caring and genuine concern for the birth mother's well-being before and after adoption. They're able to provide adoption services to prospective adoptive families and birth parents from all over the nation. And Lifetime provides you with a 24-hour hotline for support and guidance. To find out more information, visit LifetimeAdoption.com. Give the gift of your home to a deserving child. Call back to Let's Talk Adoption. I'm Marty Caldwell on KFIA AM 710. If you just joined us today, our topic is uh, a birth mom story. We have today with us Shauna and Elaine. Shauna is in the studio with us today and Elaine is on the phone with us. Shauna is our birth mother. She um, chose an open adoption for her uh, daughter at birth uh, 10 years ago. And we have Elaine, the uh, adoptive mother. She chose for her daughter 10 years ago at birth. Um, and we're looking now back at uh, their adoption um, 10 years later. We're now uh, going to do this in a two-part series on our show. Uh, we're now uh, at the pre-selection um, stage of their adoption. Uh, we covered uh, in the section before the uh, commercial break uh, a little bit about you know what it was like um, prior to the selection. Um, you were looking now, Shauna, let's go back. You were looking at profiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had 400 to select from. Yeah. Uh, you had chosen some families. You had them stacks on the file, on the floor, mm-hmm. of um, families with children, without children. Uh, you had some friends um, help you with that and your family. And you had come to the Markley's uh, profile. 
and you really wanted to look at a family that had maybe children so that your child wouldn't be child, uh, you know, without uh, siblings. Right. Uh, and I think that's really important because many times we find birth moms are looking for families that may be childless to give them an opportunity. And But we find other birth moms that say, you know, I really want my child to have a sibling. Right. I want to see that these families can parent. Um, you know, and that's really important. Elaine, so you all of a sudden you're sending your profile and you get this phone call that mm-hmm. says you've got a birth mom that wants to speak to you. What was right. that like? Um, it was terrifying, nerve-wracking, nothing you've ever done before. And we were actually heading to our home Bible study that night, so we called to say we'd be late and could they pray for us. Sure. And we called and we spoke to Shauna for quite some time on the phone. I had worked at a church with high school kids and was pretty comfortable with teenagers, and she was obviously a teenager. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought we hit it off and had a pretty comfortable time talking. My husband also spoke with her. And then her mom came home um, fairly uh, long into the conversation, and she spoke to us also. And I remember her asking my husband how tall he was and thinking, that was kind of an odd question, and he's 5'8", and she said, well, would it bother you to have a child that was a lot taller than you because Shauna's 5'10", and the birth father's 6'10". That was one thing that stands out in the conversation. And wow. So um, we said, no, that wouldn't bother us at all, and then we talked to her mom for a while, and after that we had to wait and find out, was it going to go any farther? Right. Was Shauna going to want to meet us, or mm-hmm. was he going to talk to 10 other people and... Mm-hmm. And not, so we just, we continued to pray about it, and I guess about a few days later got a phone call that she wanted to meet us, and so we got ready and flew up to Northern California. Mm-hmm. Shauna, how was that conversation? What did you think, what was the conversation like, and what were you thinking through that conversation? Well, in my memory, it's kind of just a blur. <laughs> like, it was yeah. very exciting, and, you know, I just felt really calm at the same time, mm-hmm. there's just like all of these emotions, you know, I most mostly I just felt this huge responsibility to take care of this like really scary situation. Mm-hmm. And in my memory, their letter glows mm-hmm. like there was no it wasn't a matter of choices between many people. Mm-hmm. You I didn't just, call anybody else. No, then. this is the first family call. Did you mm-hmm. call anybody after that at all? No. Nope. So you just knew when you got on the phone, did you have. You, you talked about being really scary, but having did you have a piece about it then when you spoke to them, or um, just well, having I a had call? a I had a piece the whole time, mm-hmm. and um, you know there were scary moments, but it's separate from the piece. Mm-hmm. Like I just felt like I was making the right decision, no matter how hard it was. Yeah, yeah. And so at that point, how long did it take you to decide that you really wanted to um, have this family parent your child for for a lifetime? Well, it it started from choosing the letter, then having the conversation, and then meeting them and the boys. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, our relationship started really early. And mm-hmm. when they were there, they were there at the hospital when Alicia was born. And mm-hmm. I just felt a strong connection with them. Mm-hmm. And well, oh. especially Elaine, and mm-hmm. just really comforted by her, mm-hmm. and not just not just with her, but mm-hmm. by her. By her. How how far along were you when you finally decided um, that you wanted to meet them? I met them, and I had two months left. So you were further along in your pregnancy, too. Oh, yes. And um, so, Elaine, when you uh, decided, 
you know, you had heard from Elaine that uh, from Shauna that you wanted to meet. She wanted to meet with you. Did you you told the boys? Right. Um, did you give them any prep like you boys be good? And <laughs> um, well, now that they're teenagers, I would have a bigger talk with them than I did back then. Um, no, I they knew they were kind of in on the whole thing, and they had written letters, and we had babysat one of my friend's babies who was a teacher, and they were used to having a baby and wanted to have that experience, you know, again and of their own sibling and they Scott and Shauna are pretty amazing kids I remember after going out to dinner with Shauna and her mom and then they invited us over to their apartment afterwards because everything was clicking so well and on the way back to the hotel Sean said um, don't you kind of feel like you've known them forever Mm -hmm. and that's the best way to sum it up it Mm -hmm. just worked and it just felt right Mm -hmm. yeah and were the boys, um, you know, sometimes children sense when parents are nervous, but were you nervous, I mean, or was it a calm nervous? Because I know um, that sometimes that people get nervous, their kids pick up and they start misbehaving and right. tossing there, bread there across the restaurant. There were moments of, you know, when we were walking downstairs to meet this pregnant teenager in the lobby and wondering what she'd look like and everything. Mm-hmm. It's more excitement, I would say. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I feel like we did have a piece about it. I think the hardest part was waiting at home on the phone to hear the answers to the different stages, mm-hmm. the, the not mm-hmm. having control of a situation. Because when you've dealt with infertility, that control is taken away and you're so vulnerable. And there have been so many hurts for an infertile couple already right. from just the disappointment of miscarriages or finding out you can't carry a child. And so you're making yourself vulnerable again, and it's, it's hard. Mm-hmm. But you know that it's what God wants you to do and that the best things in life don't always come easily. Right. So and, you do it. And tell me a little bit about, you know, you, you have an open adoption, and, and we're going to talk about that in the next segment, but mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about how you came to decide on the top of adop- type of adoption you wanted um, because Shauna had a different idea of the type of adoption she wanted, and I know that we're going to talk about that because she really didn't want as much openness as you did as right. an adoptive mom, which is right. um, really interesting because usually it's the other way around. The adoptive mm-hmm. mom may want more of a closed adoption, mm-hmm. and the adoptive mom, um, you know, and the birth mom wants more of an open. And we're going to talk about that in a different segment. But I, I, right now I'd like to find out, Elaine, from you as an adoptive mom, what did you do? to really educate yourself on the type of adoption you wanted? Did you speak to people? How did you learn about adoption, first off? Well, it was, we had known a couple people who had adopted, but nothing very, you know, specific. But when we went to this seminar, it was through our agency, which is now called Nightlight Mm -hmm. Adoptions in Southern California. The seminar was so informative in so many different areas. And then we'd had a meeting with the attorney, and he filled in, any other questions that we might have had and answered some questions for us on, you know, considering that we had already had children, mm-hmm. um, what type of child would fit best into our home. And he, he really counseled us through so many different issues. And then we knew a family. We homeschooled our boys for about a year and a half, and during that time there was a family in our homeschool. And every time we'd have an outing, the grandma was there with these two girls and I always thought that was so cool. I have a really close relationship with my mother-in-law, and I assumed that's who it was. And I found out after knowing them a while that the two girls were adopted sisters, and the grandma was their birth grandma. Wow. And I'd seen her interact also with the family's older boys who were their biological kids. And 
to me, it just seemed so neat that that relationship existed. Mm -hmm. And we had decided if we adopted that we absolutely wanted that relationship for the child um, child and for the birth family and for us. Well, you know what? We're going to go ahead and continue this one on in our next program. And we'd like to thank you for joining us today on Let's Talk Adoption. We'll continue this next week. If you have any questions, visit our site at letstalkadoption.com. We'd like to thank you and join us next week when we'll have another show. Until next week, this is Marty Caldwell. God bless you. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell. For more adoption information, visit LifetimeAdoption.com or call 1-800-923-6784. That's 1-800-9-ADOPT-4. And tune in again next week at the same time for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell.